0: So this time of year, it's pretty obvious that there's some stress going on in our, in our world. And uh, you can really see it as you stand back you know, in a more objective position like mine. You watch the stress level build to mid-semester, and then all of a sudden, you realize how close the end is, right? And so I know you all are feeling it. I don't need to remind you. But I think it's really appropriate to talk about stress. We, that's a word that's not a Bible word, but we use other words that are very close, right? We talk about, we talk about fear, and we talk about... Um, discouragement, right, anxiety. There's lots of very close words to it, but I think what's really important that I've noticed, uh, the university, by the way, has trained us a great deal about stress because it's something they're used to dealing with all the time. And so we actually had a a seminar day on stress, and it was really interesting listening to the non-churchy side of what to do and how to handle it. I feel like, I hope nobody in here is taking talking about stress as an as any kind of criticism as much as this is something we deal with. There, we used to have a poster at Westie that disappeared one time, and it was a picture of uh, a guy in a lion's den, and he was fixing to be eaten by the lion, and the, the, it's probably in the attics here, somewhere we've been in. But anyway, up there, and it says, uh, 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 distress is not a 20th century, uh, 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 I forgot the last word, but, yeah, anomaly. It's like, you think about it for a minute, guys, we have a whole different kind of stress. Our culture keeps telling us we're stressed, we're stressed, we're stressed. We're the busiest. We've got our phone on all the time. But you know what? I never give a thought that I won't have food tomorrow. I never give a thought you know, that my roof will blow off and I'll get rained on. You know, There's just so many things that we don't think about. Certainly dying is not on my, my constant thought level. and I'm not saying that to mock our stress as much as say this is not so new as we think it is. It's always a battle. And every one of us, no matter what your personality type, has to figure out how to deal with the stresses of life. Because as the university puts it, stress can be positive. And I think about that a lot. And I think I, I can't think of it as very positive. But technically, stress motivates you to do, to accomplish. Now, some of us that are on the lazier side of the personalities, if we didn't have the stress of a test or a deadline, we might not get anything done. No names mentioned. But, you know, it's like it would be just one of those things where you just kind of like could float through life. Doesn't that sound heavenly? For some of us, you know, for you guys that are really ready to achieve, you'd be frustrated fast. But I, my point is, that they have this thing, they talk about the fight or flight thing in, in our personalities where when we get stressed, we're going to make a decision at some point. Are we, are we going to fight it or are we going to just run? And it's like the problem is if you run from stress too much, you're not going to accomplish. But then, there's a healthy line here somewhere of when you need to go get help. In our culture right now, and I'm I'm starting off this way just to warn you that the university says now that anxiety is a bigger problem than depression on campus. That changed just about three years ago now. And that's really a cultural shift a little bit that we are so (laughs) uptight about. And I think it's a lot about perfectionism. I really do. We've got to have the best and always do our best and nobody always does their best, guys. That's just a dumb lie we've been sold. But it's one of those things where you've got to go, okay, if this is true, maybe we do have some say in what we do with our stress. We're going to get it. Nobody, can you imagine, let's think for a second, if we could have a university with no stress. How could you do that? Yeah, can you imagine? Who would go to class? Riley sure wouldn't. You know, it's like, I know, you know some of us would be like, I stayed up too late, I don't think I'll go to class this month. You know, it's like, you know, we'll, just have, we'll just take away all our stresses, guys, and there's a problem here because we're not going to push. So look at it in that sense. Stress does do something for you. But the problem I've noticed with a lot of us is we get on our stress, and then we put on some more stress, and then we take on too many things to do, and then all of a sudden we're completely freaked out because we've let ourselves get, you know, piled up with the stresses and we're not dealing with it. So I, I guess what I'm trying to hope tonight by this Bible verse is maybe help us realize There's a normal amount, and then there's a point where you need to get help. You're not dealing with it in a healthy way or in a productive way. So this is the parallel of the sower and the seed. You've heard it before, but think of it in terms of stress for a minute, okay? If you can do that, beginning in verse 4. While a large cloud was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. He was scattering the seed. Some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a good crop, a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the paths are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in a time of testing they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this analogy. Help us to understand parables can be so complex, Lord. Give us ears to hear and a heart to do the things that you want us to do. We pray in Christ's name, amen. So, you got to ask yourself, why didn't Jesus just say it straight out? You know, sometimes for you engineer types, for sure, you just wouldn't it be nice if it was just logically set out for you with a formula? But that's not the way Jesus did it. He wanted the people that who really wanted to hear to understand. And you have to think about it a little bit to kind of go. So, how in the world does this relate to, to uh, uh, stress? And I think it's because, to me, the worries of the world yes, there's riches and pleasures, but I think we get attacked more about the worries of the world than some of the other things that choke us out. It's so bad in college sometimes, and in the world, that you get so stressed about meeting your bills and paying the, paying the tuition and getting your work done and eating properly and sleeping enough that, you know, the worries just kind of grow up around you. And you find yourself sometimes just strangled almost, right? Like the, the thorns were around you going, you can't do it, you're not good enough, you're not as smart. I can't tell you how many times I've heard here in college ministry, I'm not as smart as everybody else at A&M. There's not a person in this room who's not smart. Not one of us. You know, and it's like, but we're all in a, such a competitive race that we can't see that we're actually really, really smart people. And, and you don't ever tell yourself you're a loser because you start to act like you're a loser or a failure. Don't, don't let it be in your heart. Remember some of those songs we just got through singing was about what does fear tell us and what does God tell us, right? Fear tells us we're losers and God says you're our chosen, right? You're something special. You got reason to be calling in your life, and I think that's really important. Some of us just want to be in control of everything, and we think if we could control it all, then stress would never get to us. But how much can you control before it gets out of control, guys? Yeah, and and you just really can't do it enough. You're never going to be strong enough to control your whole world. At some point, you have to lean back on God and go, this is bigger than me, right? This is God's problem. I can do it. I can find myself and put myself in the good soil, but I can't even really grow by myself. God has to do that. But what I noticed, and I hope you noticed in the, in the sower, you do have some choice to where your seed is thrown. This is comforting to us preacher types that actually, if you read it, some seed is thrown out and it never turns anything. How many times have you preached a sermon or done something in service and it just didn't seem to bear any fruit at all? But that's not our responsibility, right? That's God's to produce the growth. But what we have to do as, as the people is when we hear the word, we've got to respond the right way. Right? We've got to find ourselves and put ourselves in good soil. That means you don't skip, skip Bible study and worship and worship um, um, connection with God because you're too busy. You know what I mean? When you really, you know the expression when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Well, that's really nice, but I think it's probably to prayer too, right? And to service and to and worship. It's like you don't skip church because you're busy. You go to church and pray for strength, right? You know, you go and you go back to God and go, oh Lord, help me. It's like, it's really funny. So God always. It makes me go through whatever I'm preaching on that week. It never fails. I don't know if that happens to you, Sam. I've been worried all week. Just anxious about ridiculous things. And I keep telling myself, well, what's, what am I going to do? What is going to be better because i worried about it? Nothing. You know." And then yesterday I was trying to work on my sermon and we probably had, how many do we have? 25, 50 former students come in and talk to me and I pretty much didn't get anything done at all. You know, I, I don't know if you felt that way, Ben. It's like, I work, work, work and I didn't get anywhere at all and I'm like, ah! I'm worried, you know, I'm worried. And it's like, stop. Stop yourself and go, wait, is God abandoning you, Rachel, sometime? Has he ever done that before? Is he gonna walk out? Who do who do we trust here, guys? You know, you can't trust your professor necessarily. You can't trust all your relationship all the time, but you can trust Jesus trust Jesus all the time, right? He's the one that never fails. That makes me feel way better. Some will fall on the rock, you know, some of them won't, but you know what? I think the parable was intended to encourage the Christians the people who found the good soil. You found good soil right here, guys. It's right here. You found it. You know, it's like plant yourself and go, this is where I'm going to grow. This is where I fit. Now, there's other good soil. I didn't mean we're the only good soil. But you can spend your whole time going, well, maybe I should plant around or, you know, maybe you should never really commit. God's got soil out there for you. His What he wants for you is exactly what I'm asking for and what you really want too is to be planted in a way that you're not shaken, Right? That the stress is just good stress, pushing you to achieve more. Now, how can you do that when you're in misery with all these tests coming up? Julie just told me about all her tests coming up. I I forget the number, Julie, if you're still here. 19 or something pretty soon. Yeah, 19, right? Coming up, it's like, ah, you just want to freak out. But how do you do you? How do you get yourself to go, let's not freak out. Let's move forward, right? Now, I'm going to just give you some secrets that work for me. This doesn't work for everybody. But for me, I get organized. What helps me is to get a planner, and I write down everything i got to get done on Sunday, on my Sunday for next Sunday. And that's how I live my life, is getting done the mandatory. Do I get everything done? Heck, no. But at least I know it's written down there, so I won't forget it. You know, Some of you guys won't write it down, because then you might be able to forget it. But it doesn't go away, does it? It's like, it's like if you can get real absent-minded, and then all of a sudden, the night before, you're like, ah! You know, it's like we had a student, true story, Eric was his name. I won't tell you the last name, but he managed to be so unself-disciplined that he slept through two finals in the same, uh, the same uh, end of semester. And and you know he groveled and begged and got to take. They let him take it even though he'd slept through it. And then he did it again. And I was like, Eric, go to bed. Come on now, guys. You you feeling stressed? What are the things that work for stress? Exercise, consistent exercise, prayer, right, meditation, worship. Um, Discipline, I mean self-discipline, even eating, believe it or not, the good news is, I don't know if any of you all have this problem, but if you can't eat because you're so stressed, you're over the line. What the counseling center tells me, that if you have physical symptoms of anxiety, then you need to get help. It's time to say something and go to a counselor. On campus, and I'm telling you this right now, on campus they have started anxiety groups now because it's that big a deal. Because you can't get into the counseling center always when you want to, but you can go to this group of other people that have anxious problems, you know, and worry and stress and talk and get help. That's what friends are great at. It's like, oh, I'll support you. I'll pray for you for that test. You know, I'll even study with you some, not me, but some people will study. You, know, you don't want me to study with you for sure. It's like, oh, just test is stupid. Just ignore it. And truthfully, okay, another thing that helps me, now this may not help you, some days you've got to come to prayer and go, Lord, this is a problem right now, but in the picture of eternity, it won't matter. Now, I confess to you, I got a a D on a test in church history in seminary, 42, Sam, 42, and I love church history, and I studied, and I was ready, and I went into that test, and he asked me every picky little date and question, and I studied concepts, did you ever make that mistake before? In history, there's a big difference between detail and meaning, you know, and so anyway, I was so frustrated as a famous professor, and I loved the class, I pulled it up. I really did, but it's like all of us fail sometimes, right? It's like, what does it make me do? It made me stud harder the right way instead of just quitting the class, right, and giving up. And I guess my point is, you've got to accept that you don't have to be perfect in everything. Seems to me that's the root of a lot, is we've just got to be perfect. And when we fail ourselves, we just can't deal with it. God sees our failures and loves us anyway. You could argue he knew our failures before it started, and he said, I still love you anyway. It doesn't matter, you know, and it's like, Remember, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Not when we were cleaned up, not when we became perfect. Before that, he said he would love us anyway. Forcing that into my heart is the challenge, and I bet it is sure. You know this up here, but how do you tell yourself, God loves me and he knows I'm anxious? He knows I'm worried, you know what I mean? It's like I feel like there's some things you can do and habits you can learn, like regular sleep patterns, regular eating patterns. You know, one of our classics, another one was stay up for three days. Uh, uh, Some of our guys just decided they would stay up for three days just to see if they could. You know, and it's like, it was not a good thing, guys. Something bad happens. I will tell you as an old man, and I'll tell you as a young man too, staying up all night to study is a waste of your effort. You get worse grades than if you just went to bed. It's dumb. It makes your whole schedule of learning up. And when you learn that, all of a sudden your stress level goes down because you got a decent night's sleep. You know, it's like, I can get up, everybody's different about this, but I can get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and study, but after midnight, I'm just wasting my time. You know, it's like nothing's sticking, it just goes right through the head. Kind of stuff. You smile, Rachel, are you that way too? Yeah, it's like, it, I know better. I learned that a long, long time ago. Positive things, so, you know, I, I feel like, hear nothing else from this. Hear that God knows that we're stressed and loves us anyway. He actually wants some stress in our life so we can grow. We might call that trials, tribulations, other Bible words, but so stress has a positive influence when we learn to do it. Let me just say, too, for you older people here, stress does not go away when college ends. I thought when I was done with tests, I'd be the happiest person in the world, because I hate tests. They don't really test how smart I really am. You know, they're, just, they're Yeah, <laughs> You know, and it's always like, how dare they test Max Mertz? How dare they? You know, and say that I'm a B student. Huh. Whatever. But anyways, it, it was pride, but but truthfully, guys, I'm making fun of myself, but really, you know, sometimes we have those kind of feelings and we're like, God is letting you be tested and pushing you and trying you and getting you to be a poor You know some of you would accomplish almost nothing if you didn't have it. When well, you get into the real world, the test becomes your end of your report, right, Sharon? It becomes your, the, accounting, you know, the accounting guy calling you on the phone or it becomes the boss saying you're not achieving enough, you're not selling enough stuff. Stress goes on. We've got to learn to deal with it. We got to realize that God's using some of that stress. But keep it in the normal. When you don't, when you feel like you're having physical symptoms, you're upset stomach, you can't eat, you can't sleep, that's time to go to a counselor, time to talk to somebody because it's gotten out of control. And maybe you can learn a new pattern. You know, maybe they can help you. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we thank you that uh, you put us in a world that pushes us a little, Lord, that doesn't just let us sit around and be lazy, but instead to achieve and to do great things for you, Lord. Help us to keep it in balance, in a healthy balance, because we know you want us to be healthy in all things, Lord. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Tonight we're going to take communion, and we take it by intincture, which is we dip the juice in the bread. We'll come to the altar.